and we're we live. Are? Yes, we, we are. are live. Let's go. It is, however, not Saturday night, but we are the keepers of the kayfabe. I'm Heel Hugs. I am the macho fan, Sandy Ravage. And he's always feeling way too damn good. Uh, and I'm feeling good too because uh, it's week two, it's episode two. I'm very excited for this episode. We're doing AEW versus WWE Dream Pay Per View match card. And I'm going to be honest, this is one of my favorite episodes that we're probably going to be doing because AEW is one of the hottest things I'm watching yeah. right now. And it's especially tonight is a Wednesday night. So we just saw some fresh new matches. Yep. And I am pumped with what they're putting out. Like I, It's literally the best. AEW, I'm a huge AEW fan. I'm not that AEW fan that's like, oh, I can't see WWE. Nothing they do is good. I appreciate both, but AEW does have some of the hottest stuff that's happening every single week. At least one moment on the show is one of my favorite moments from the whole week. Uh, 100% agree with that. And uh, tonight was filled with a bunch of them, but we won't talk about that. Instead, yep. we're going to talk about if AEW went head-to-head -head with WWE in a single pay-per-view. So, hug. throw out a name. Let's see what what would be a name that we want to see. I actually made a list of mine. I don't know how, how prepared. You just made we, the list. I just made the list. I actually made a list. Um, first off, who would you have? Well, well do we want to go with the, the AEW star, or are we just calling out whoever? I would, let's call a star that we want to see on the pay-per-view for from sure. either brand from either brand um i definitely would like to see of course darby allen Ooh, that's a good pick he wouldn't be one of my first picks but definitely like darby allen is one of the hottest rising stars in wrestling right now and coming from like such a unique background and seeing him transform into the wwe or into the wrestling background mm -hmm. it's phenomenal to see and he's not one of those bigger guys which is also great to see because he's Unlike um, some people would like, I know Adam Cole gets his complaint all the time of being the little guy. Darby yeah. Allen is able to pull up that little guy look and still come off powerful because he's just a daredevil. You're like, I don't care what he does. You know, it looks painful on him. So it has to be painful to everybody who's getting it. A lot of the things that you were explaining about Darby Allen kind of fit the person that I put him with. I actually have two names, okay? I have one that is a star that would get him over and one that I think is someone that's more at his level. But my All first, right. my initial like, oh, this would be a great match, Rey Mysterio. Ooh, that is a good one. My only dilemma with that one is it's the two Rey Mysterio's two littles. So who's going to be the heel? Who's going to be the face in that one? They're both faces for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking more Jeff Hardy. Jeff more Hardy would actually be really good, yeah. And they can play off both of their high charismas, high energy. We can see all kinds of daredevilish acts. And mm -hmm. it would be fantastic just to see them just flying around the ring and probably off of other things other than the ring because it's these two. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's kind of like the new age Jeff Hardy. When a lot of people see Darby Allen, they they make that association. I do see that. Um, I didn't have this match, but it was something that I thought about while I was putting this together. And I'm like, is it too cheesy? Is it too on the nose to say Jeff versus Matt? They've already had so many of those matches. It's kind of hard to say like, oh, yeah, let's put them on the AEW versus WWE yeah. card because they're like, this is impact. And so, you know, it's just something we've kind of already seen before. But, hey, I wouldn't be against it again. I love the Ultimate Deletion and the final Deletion matches. Now, what do you think about potentially, because I, I felt you were going to say that, because I felt similar, okay? 
what if we had a mixed tag match, WWE and AEW, and had a Hardy Boys reunion? Ooh. I would love to see them maybe even a reunion of Mox and Rollins. Ooh, like the Shield versus the Hardys? That would mm-hmm. be one epic match. And I mean, I, I, that is something I wouldn't even think about combining some of the two genres to go together against each other. That would be probably the most ideal out of both genres, unless they got someone like Chris Jericho and Big Show versus Jericho yeah. uh, would be awesome reunion. Jericho reunion would be great, and uh, I don't even know who they would be able to face in uh, in the AEWWE mixed version on that side. But I mean, that would be a good matchup. I would love to see the Hardys versus the Shield, just because that's something that. The Hardy Boys, especially like growing up in my genre, is like the Hardy Boys were the epitome of tag team wrestling um, with the Dudleys and um, Edge and Christian. And then the Shield changed the game in when they came in the WWE from NXT. So that would be like a highlight reel match. Well, and also too, it's it's one of those things like Sandy does a uh, series or did a series on TikTok where it was like wrestling themes you'll never hear again in the WWE and stuff like that. I feel like it's one of those matches where with the battle lines being drawn how they are, you never would think that you would see the Hardy Boys together again unless they left companies or The Shield. So I feel like it's that kind of match. Now, another person that I did put on here, because I said there was one I thought would elevate and one at the same level, I would love to see Darby Allen versus Murphy. Versus, ooh, Murphy is one of my favorite workers in WWE right now. He can lose the match and still, I'm like, this dude gave his all out. His matches with Aleister Black recently have been some of the highlights of Monday Night Raw. So For I sure. would not disagree with that at all. Um, another a newcomer I would say I'd love to see with um, Darby Allen. It's kind of going on the same lines of Ricoch- or, uh, uh, Rey Mysterio is Ricochet. Ricochet. Just because cool. though it's kind of like the same Jeff Hardy thing, but they're both so young and fast and nimble. It would be fun to just see both of their same styles collide. And then with the daredevil aspect and then the acrobatic aspect, it'd be just – it would be a match for the decades. A match for the decades. And I said it. The decades. I okay. said it. Hey, I'm not against that. Something that I would love to see, uh, personally, as just the the fan that I am, I love the New Day, and I think the New Day versus Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends. Okay, I can easily see that. I would much rather see the New Day versus the inner circle without Jericho. You put okay. Hager, you put Santana and Ortiz together. You put them against the New Day. I just love that dynamic because you have the I New do, Day yeah. aspect. You got Big E versus Hager, like the two powerhouses. Mm-hmm. And then Kofi and Xavier match up the same with Santana and Ortiz because Santana and Ortiz, they are such great tag teams that they're so underrated on the AEW card. I wish we could see them more as two on two. I would love to see, and I know this is on the same card, but like I can't wait for us to get Santana Ortiz versus Pentagon and Phoenix. Like yeah. that is like, I know it's a little off topic, but hey, like for Santana sure. Ortiz, they have that. Uh, it reminds me of like the Guerrero brothers when they were yeah. together. Like mm-hmm. they have, they can sell the moves and they have the you, charisma. You mean like Chavo and Eddie? Is that what you're talking about? Or? Yeah, Chavo. And oh, Eddie. Okay, okay, okay. Um, oh, they're cousins, I, not brothers. Yeah, my bad. It's, <laughs> um, um, was it uncle and nephew? But oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got what you were saying. If I was like, is there, is there another Guerrero? Because <laughs> there's like it's I, a legendary we family. The Hardy boys, the Dudley yeah. boys. I was like, it's it, just the family thing. It, yeah, as I say, it's also a legendary family. There's so many great wrestlers uh, in the Guerrero line. But another thing, I, I kind of want to jump around the card here. I do love that idea uh, for New Day. 
uh, going against the inner circle there. Now, a huge match I would love to see, and I involved NXT in this as well. I don't know if in yours you Ooh, okay. involved NXT. Who I would, can add them in there. Who do you think would be a better fit for the Undisputed Era than FTR and the Young Bucks together? Ooh, I would ah, love that. that. I, that would be a highlight match too. Just, that is, I just I love the undisputed era as a tag as a as group, a team because yeah. they just as a team because they they function on every aspect. And my only hesitation is the fact that the uh, the undisputed era, uh, Fish and Riley, they're yeah. not they wouldn't really keep up with the star power um, of the AEW roster. So I would kind of put them like if it was Young Bucks and Private Party versus mm -hmm. undisputed era would be kind of something i would feel would be more like on the same lines otherwise it would be definitely favoring aew if we went the other way for sure um i think i just kind of went for the lineup of like ue is just so popular like it's just as a unit you know i kind of went for that but definitely i think ftr and young bucks would have that now private party it's funny you say that because that was next on my list here Private Ooh. party just screams street profits to me like i feel like that would be such a fun match yeah, it would be, and I'm gonna put uh, uh, private party versus the Viking Raiders because oh, we just similar. saw how much yeah. how much great work they did with the Street Profits. Mm -hmm. Except I think the private party is much more of high flyers than yeah. what Street Profits are. So we can see that power and aggressiveness of the Viking Raiders, but the Viking Raiders, Ivar goes crazy sometimes yeah, and does flips. So yeah. we would see all kinds of dynamic and seeing those two um, Isaiah Cassidy. And uh, I forget Mark the other Quentin guys, or whatever. Marcus. Yeah. yeah, like to see them get like double teamed with the because like when they throw e the Viking Raiders when they throw each other on them like those yeah. guys stacked up, it would be able to get that underdog, uh, uh um, upper dog kind of mentality going. I get that. Um, now you mentioned the Lucha Brothers or Lucha Bros. I always say brothers. I don't know why, but Lucha Bros. Who would you like to see Lucha Bros against? Ooh, Lucha Bro. I think is when I did my fantasy booking, I broke them up. Oh, I want to see, okay. and I, I don't know if we want to get into that right now. Um, if I had a tag team off the top of my head, I would put the Lucha Brothers against or Lucha Bros against. <laughs> we're going that way. Uh, I would definitely try to put them against someone. I would say the Street Profits. That would actually be a good little match because think of Montez Ford with pentagon in the ring that yeah. would be insane I that love would be great pentagon has ring chemistry with his guys i yeah. never really saw much of them i saw highlights of their matches from triple a but never really watched the full match from all from what they were doing with all their other promotions um but seeing like what they're doing aew the way he takes the glove off and like throws it at you and then we get the seattle metal yeah with the street and then Montez Ford just ripping the ropes <laughs> like that would be fantastic. Just just to visualize it. I don't care who would win, to be honest. I'm right there with you. What uh what I actually thought that I would enjoy to see is personally the Lucha Bros versus the mm -hmm. Usos. Ooh, I kind of forget about the Usos because they are kind of yeah. uh, in the injury zone right now, yeah. another zone. But <laughs> I, I'll always forget about the Usos, but that would be another great matchup. Usos versus everybody is a great matchup, though. We cannot give them any uh, for sure. slight for that. I feel like I always do these, like, pauses, like these generic, like, you know who I would put up against? 
wait for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, uh, drop it. Hey, that's what we have to do. We got to build up that tension for people. They're listening now. They're like, hugs, what do you want? Hugs, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. Give me what I want. <laughs> Give me what, what I want say. right now. <laughs> um, but I think that'd be a really good match. I'm personally a huge fan of the Usos. Uh, obviously a huge New Day fan, but I feel like the Usos just are a – they're a step above everybody else in the tag team division of WWE when it comes into putting in those quality matches all the time. And they've been a team so long, obviously they're twins, but they've been a team so long and still can go. They still refresh the character from time to time. It's just a lot of fun. And I love what the Lucha Bros do in, in uh, AEW. Um, now, going a little off topic from that real quick, Just, but the thing is like with the Lucha Bros, Lucha Bros, Pentagon and Phoenix can work separately. Do you think yeah. the Usos could work separately? I think they could. Jay just doesn't have the star power. Like Jimmy is a star power because he got the rub from Total Divas. Um, so mm -hmm. I feel like a little more people know him and he had some storylines. He got some more backstage segments because of that. Um, yeah. Whereas Jay is kind of more hidden. You know what I mean? Like off, off camera and stuff like that. I do feel like they could go in singles. And actually there was a moment on SmackDown when they were doing the Intercontinental title. It was at Royal Rumble to decide who was going to yeah. move on. And I, I thought, I, I think it was Jimmy. And I was like, they're going to give this to Jimmy and he's going to win the title. I was like, this is going to be crazy. Um, it almost gave me like Harlem Heat vibes when Booker T broke off and like circle titles. I'm getting and I was like, right now. Yeah. And I was like, dude, if they just bust Jimmy off, like he could, he could for real get a singles run. Maybe not a world champion like Booker T became, um, but definitely I could see him with an intercontinental title run, a U.S. title run, stuff like that. Yeah, I could easily see that too. Like, I, well, for if that would have happened for that moment, yeah. but right now it's hard to see the Usos splitting up because right now. Yeah. Is it Jimmy that's injured or uh, uh, Jay injured right now? Um, I know Jimmy did the karaoke one. Okay. And so I don't Jay's know if he's injured. Right? Like, because you can yeah, do segments if they're injured. Yeah. So it's like, um, but like, I don't even want to get in the karaoke. That was something we talked about in the last podcast. If you're interested on our team, yeah. about the karaoke segment from Spanko. Um, But anyway, let's move on from the Usos. Yep. <laughs> we had a lot of Uso chat. Um, what do you feel? Let's jump to the WWE side. We we've been starting with AEW a lot. Who do you think would be great for Braun Strowman? Ooh, Brian Cage. My I'm pick. Right. Yeah, there you go. I have to go for it right now because Brian Cage. Boom. <laughs> Brian Cage. Did we get it? Yeah, a little bit. I thought we got it. Okay, perfect. Close <laughs> enough. Uh, but Brian Cage is one of the hottest rising stars right now. Like I saw some of his stuff from Impact coming in. And then when he came out and was for the double or nothing and just got buried from all that stuff and then came out on top, he is basically Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman in like a fun size package. Yeah. Not just saying that he's tiny, but he's a little shorter than the rest of them. But I yeah. would, could you imagine if Brian Cage power slams Braun Strowman? It would be It'd like be Hulk sick. Hogan and Andre. Yeah, it would be absolutely sick. And that's the cool thing is you can actually see that happen. Like, it's not something that is that far-fetched to believe would happen. But I oh, love that you, you had the same thought process that I did. I feel like that would be – you know, it's not going to be a, a – a, a, what do you call it? Like, they're not going to steal the show. It's not going to be a spot reel. But there's going to be some amazing moments. It's going to be a beefcake fight. And I don't mind. I kind of enjoyed Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg when they only mm -hmm. did four moves, and I could see that happening the same way. There's yeah. some times where we like those six-second finishes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, maybe not in the bedroom, but when I was we say, see my wife the octagon, 
But yeah, I mean, one of the best knockouts in the UFC this year was when uh, Jorge Masvidal kneed Ben Askren in the head, and it mm-hmm. blew up. So I would love to see that kind of match with Brian Cage and Braun Strowman because those guys are both big. They can't go very long, but the power that they possess, it would be an earthquake happening. Exactly. Um, speaking of earthquake, who would earthquake face in age? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nyla Rose? Oh, sorry. Is that... <laughs> so, honestly, as I was looking through this, I excluded certain names like The Undertaker. Obviously, beside the last ride thing, he's somebody you would still think of when you think of a major card, right? Yeah. I, I don't see AEW having the star power to have someone outside of Jericho or abstractly Moxley to face someone at the level of like a Triple H. Uh, you know, um, The Undertaker, things like that, Brock Lesnar. I just don't see an equal to where it would make sense or be as entertaining. Because uh, otherwise, it would just be somebody right punching down. I, I would love to see Moxley versus Lesnar. They tried to do it in yeah. WWE, but it's never to the point Moxley wanted it to be. So mm-hmm. I would love this Moxley, not Dean Ambrose, but Moxley yeah. versus Brock. That would be the match of the night. That would be the main event, in my opinion. I think, like I said, only Jericho and Moxley could be up against any of those guys. Um, And again, a lot of these, when we talk about the upper echelon stars of AEW, we tended to both drift towards WWE-oriented matches. Hardy Boys Mm -hmm. versus The Shield, you know, stuff that we're accustomed to. And I think it goes to show that AEW has a lot of great matches, a lot of potential, but that star power element is still growing. Yes, and, and they are still new. They're not. They're. Yeah. Are they a year old yet? I don't believe yeah, they're, they're over a year old. old. They're over, over a year old. Going into two years. Yeah. This next. Oh, two. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, two yeah, yeah. Now. Um, but yeah, even 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 going into that, like that, they don't have the thirty to forty year career that WWE has built. And plus, beyond that, wrestling was kind of a major thing with the territory. So yeah, well, they're going to take some growing to that or some signings. Well, we'll get to that in one second. So the other thing you got to think, keep in mind too, is that these haven't been two normal years. We've also had a global pandemic where people mm-hmm. are turning off their TVs when it comes to professional wrestling in huge numbers, which has stunted the growth. Uh, Marco Stempun, not intended, stunted the growth <laughs> of you know the the star power rising in AEW. I feel like they had that intensity, they had that momentum, and then wrestling kind of went into a downtrend. Um, yes. So I feel like that's why if if on my end, I don't know if your end is going to be different, but on my end, you won't see a lot of those huge star power names that might be like WrestleMania return names. You won't hear John Cena. You won't hear Triple H. You won't hear any of that stuff because I, I just don't see a lot of people who play with that. Um, but yeah. somebody I did see because I'd like to get into some of the women's matches that I would love to see. Who would you put up against Asuka? Hikaru Shida. Same. Are we just going to agree I would on everything love, tonight? I would love to see that. That would be such a great match. Honestly, she is – Hikaru Shida, she blew my mind when she first debuted in AEW because this is like – you see the entrance and like with all the mirrors and they're like, what is going on? Like is that what she's going to look like? And then she comes out and then the Nyla Rose match where she actually looked powerful against Nyla Rose. I know we've been on podcasts before where – Everyone says, oh, who can really beat Nyla Rose? I thought Hikaru Shida put up an actual effort. A great match, too. Yeah. And so, I mean, and it's just something that I would love to see just because their two matchups are so closely um, related. It would be just like a, um, 
like we used to see like Trish versus Lita back in the day, kind of. Yeah. On sure. a new on a new realm though, because they're superstars, not divas now. Yes. And they both have like a I'm one of those people, like, I don't want to get too much sidetracked on this, but one of those people that doesn't put Trish on the same pedestal that a lot of other people do. I feel like she was super great, but I feel like Lita and Trish are not equals. I feel like this would be a Lita versus Lita match if it's Asuka versus Sheeta. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's what I yeah. think. It's, it's two performers that can just go in the ring. Uh, Asuka, of course, has a little more charisma, I feel like, and that's something Sheeta can grow into. It's also a difference of the styles. WWE is more oriented on that entertainment and uh, and charismatic performance style sheena gets in there handles matches i don't remember who she just faced a few weeks ago won the match in like six seconds and then was at penelope mm -hmm. ford's door and i really enjoyed that i just feel like this would be a hard hitting match i feel like it would be one that would be a fight forever match all right let me throw you a curveball here sure. like how we were doing earlier with the hardy boys versus mm -hmm. the shield what if you had hikaru Shida and asuka versus um big swole and uh naomi i would be cool with that i would be cool with that what i would what i thought you were gonna go with and just because we have uh we have asuka involved asuka and sheeta versus the sky pirates Ooh, that, Kyrie sane that would be another good one because Kyrie sane is a sneaky little girl over there oh, like she's she is like uh, best elbow drop since Macho Man Randy Savage, yeah. and I'm gonna say that right now. When she does that sky high elbow, it looks painful. And I would, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what yeah. it is. she just brings it down. Like she, like Macho Man used to break people's ribs. It looks like Kari is trying to do that too. So I love that aspect. I thought she was gonna retire, and I'm happy she's like at least sticking around for a little while because I think she's got a lot more to show. I think EO has grown a lot. I, I was very upset when they broke up and they created Kabuki Warriors, but EO has grown a lot as a singles competitor in NXT now, of course, the women's champion in NXT, and yep. has shown how much she can carry her own and how much she can develop her own character. But I would love to see them reunite for that match. I think that'd be very, very good. But to get to your big swole uh, and Naomi, I I think that I could dig on that. I really think Who that do you I think Randy? I don't know. That's what I like. I it's so out of left field for me that I'm like, I'm like, you know, reliving it in my mind, even though it never happened. I'm like, how does this go down? Um, but I think when it comes down to a match with Asuka and Sheeta, they have to pull it out. They're just so dominant. When I see Big Swole, I get jazz vibes. And I'm yeah. like, man, jazz was one of my favorites growing up. And she was just so muscular, so beefy. And even though she was not very tall, she brought the pain. She wants men most of the time too. So I'm seeing a lot of that in Big Swole, and especially with Naomi, I, she's so underused in WWE. I have to give her a push because I, she's one of the best workers out there, and she just gets buried night after night. Mm -hmm. I feel that. I feel that. I do like the stuff that they're doing with Swole and and Britt right now, though. So Swole, Baker, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's really cool, and I'm kind of saying that to segue into my next one. Uh, Which is? I would actually like to see a tag match with Britt and uh, Penelope Ford as a team uh, going up against uh, Bailey and Sasha. Ooh, that is a very good one. Ooh, that would be I, – I, I won't know who's going to win because then Bailey might rip off a rough shirt and try to win it for herself. <laughs> but yeah, I love that idea. I love Britt Baker and the, what she's been performing right now. And Penelope Ford, 
when I first saw her, I was unimpressed. She's grown a lot since the last six, seven months that she's actually came onto the scene hardcore. Absolutely. Um, and also, I feel that uh, her match with Hikaru, Sh- Hikaru Shida was actually amazing. It was the thing yeah. for me. Um, and I feel like she's at that same level as everybody else. Before, I didn't feel like she was at that level. When she went against Chris Statlander, uh, we went on the podcast the next day. I was like, it looks like Penelope Ford hasn't wrestled in five years. And yeah. turns out she, she was still ring rust. But now it looks like that's all burnt off, and now she's ready to roll. Well, speaking of Statlander, who would you want to put her up against? Charlotte Flair, baby. Charlotte? Charlotte Flair. I know people don't like to push her, but, man, that is a, that could headline this pay-per-view. I'm saying it right now. I just loved Chris Statlander's storyline. I didn't get it at first. Now I'm understanding the whole nose bump thing and the pooping and all the pooping, poofing or whatever she calls it. It's just hilarious. And then the finishers. pooping thing. Charlotte, yeah, the pooping thing she does and then the wiping thing she does. I'm just kidding. But going back to it, Charlotte Flair is still a really good worker, one of the best big boots in the business today. And she just works to her level, which is the problem that I have with Charlotte. But Chris Chris Statlander always brings it at least a 9 or a 10. Charlotte would be able to match that for sure. See, I'm mad at you. I don't you can be mad at me all you want. The reason I'm mad at you is because you picked a better match than me. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it, Charlotte and I looked at it from a uh, legendary status symbol. Charlotte is like the, the crown jewel of the women's division. No matter how you want to put it, no matter how people think she's been over pushed, she is what she is. And she is the legend of the women's division. Um, mm-hmm. I would put her against Brandy purely out of the fact that Brandy represents a certain aspect of AEW. You know what I mean? It's, I it's, can see it's that. the connection to Cody. It's the chief Brandy officer. It's what she is to AEW is why I want to see that match. Albeit your match would be a much better match. <laughs> I, you know, just being real. Well, the, my only problem with the Brandy is Charlotte defeats her 100 times out of 100 times. Exactly. I would say that. Unless we have outside interference, in which case, you know. Charlotte wins 100 times. <laughs> 100 times. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Like I said, you were right 100%. I'll, I'll give you that. You definitely had the better match there. Um, and for I believe. Brandy, though, for Brandy, though, Bailey. Bailey and Brandy, that would be a match. That would be really cute, actually. I don't know. But I would want old Bailey. I would want like happy Bailey, Bailey buddy. Ooh, I'd pop for that match yeah, for sure. That's what I would want. Um, my final match that I have here, and we can discuss any others that you had as as well uh, for the women's division, though, would be Nia versus Nyla. Of course, I mean that's the most basic one. I would actually rather see Nia versus Awesome Kong, mainly because we haven't seen a lot of Awesome Kong. I know she's dealing with some injuries right now. But just they are kind of the same body type, same uh, as like kind of Nyla Rose and Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. But awesome Kong, I feel like brings that mysterious side to it. It was like you don't know what's going to happen with Nyla Rose. It's kind of it's literally going to be just two powerhouses going at each other. Yeah. Awesome Kong, at least from what I used to see from her highlights, she used to try to do stuff like submissions. She would try to play more of a technical game rather than just try to power you out. Okay, I feel that. I like that. I I do believe that Nia versus Nyla would be one of those matches that I would love to see, but Awesome Kong I didn't really think about because she has been absent. Um, yeah. 
I it immediately makes me think, okay, Nyla and Kong versus Nyan Tamina. That, I would take that too. Or you can switch any of those two to do a crossover match, yeah. and I would still watch it. I think that'd be just really leave good. the Guerrero away. <laughs> um, another match that I wouldn't mind seeing. This is something that I'm just coming up with, you know, from the top of my head. Well, face Lacey Evans versus Britt Baker in a solo match. I think would be an yeah. interesting match to see. I, I, I'm not, not a Lacey Evans, Evans fan. Wow. She I don't see it. I don't see what. When? I think it was uh, – I'm a sucker, okay? She had her kid, and she was doing the role model thing. Everybody seems to be doing the role model thing. But she had her daughter, and, like, they ran that little storyline of, like, her daughter looking up to her and stuff. I was like, all right, you got me. <laughs> you know, it's like – that's. <laughs> I would – instead of Lacey Evans, I'm going to put Sasha Banks in that role. For the That will be a match to see. Yeah. That would be a match that I would love to see for that one. It's just because Sasha Banks – is such such a great worker and she gets i i just hate the fact that wb has just ruined all of her title runs and they're about to do it one more time i mean she loses her fake title at oscar again it's just a one and done for life i feel that um to be completely honest we could make any of these matches sheeta versus pretty much any uh woman on the wwe women's roster and i would love that match so are we ranking sheeta the number one woman wrestler right now Oh, number one, no, but best in AEW, hands down. Best in AEW. Who you put yeah. best in WWE then? Oscar. Oscar. That's okay. why I had Oscar versus Sheeta. I, I feel that. I feel that. So I'm gonna throw a little, another little curveball or swerve in there. Um, are we counting Becky Lynch in this, even though she's pregnant? Becky Lynch. We can count Becky Lynch, but I don't even put her in the top three. Like as, the top three? as an entertainer, th- this is the Austin syndrome. Austin okay. was amazing, but I wouldn't say he was the greatest wrestler. Like he was the greatest professional wrestler, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to see him put on a technical masterclass. You know what I mean? When I see Sheeta and I see Austin, we did though. Like, I mean, Austin's probably a bad example because he actually can wrestle more than he did as the Stone Cold, as like the Rattlesnake character. Um, yeah. but, uh, but I'm saying like as far as Becky Lynch is huge as far as an entertainment factor, her charisma factor, but she's not on the same level as an Asuka, as a Sasha. I don't even think she's at the same level as a Charlotte, personally, in ring ability. I, I'll give you that much. I mean, Charlotte is probably the best in ring, but that's just because the experience she has. And I feel, I will give you credit, Becky was probably more of a, like the Roman Reigns syndrome that Charlotte had. Yeah. It's like, we don't want to root for Roman, we're going to root for Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get Becky Lynch. So I'll give you that much for it. But how would you? Who would you put Becky Lynch against in AEW? See, I I think she's another star power draw. Like she's the type of thing of like nobody would really be her equal. Even in, nobody in the women's division at all really has a ton of star power. Brandy only has a small bit of star power because she was with the WWE. Personally, yeah, I'm gonna put her against Nyla Rose. You think so? Becky Lynch versus Nyla Rose. I think we can get – the thing. if we put those two together, we're going to get what Hikaru Shida did to Nyla. Yeah. I feel like Becky can put on that same star power, and then we could probably see Hikaru Shida versus Becky Lynch at our next AEWWE pay-per-view. I would like – well, the thing that I'm thinking of is I didn't like the idea of the match until I thought of Becky. Like, Because me, I think Becky, like superstar, this is going to be a squash. But if Becky goes in as the underdog due to her size, and she's just kind of getting pounded on, and then she like comes back and has that groundswell of emotional support from the fans, takes over the win, Like I could see that. 
Yeah, that's that's the one thing I was thinking of is like because Becky, you can't put her in a place or like Chris with Chris Statlander because people are just gonna automatically think Becky. Yeah. But you put her at a disadvantage. Now you got a reason to root for Becky again. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I agree with that. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like uh, this was much more engaging uh than i thought it was going to be sometimes when i talk to a lot of wrestling fans they don't really engage with women's wrestling as much i personally love it i was a huge fan uh, of a lot of women's wrestlers before like the evolution and all this stuff and my dog is named after michelle mccool i was a huge michelle mccool fan back in the day and uh i've always loved that elevation of that side of wrestling so to be able to talk to you and have these in-depth conversations about how great it is it's honestly refreshing and super cool i'd say why i love doing the podcast with you <laughs> well thank you Hug. I, the thing is too your wrestling knowledge just kind of blows me away because you say some stuff that I won't think of and then it makes a trigger on my head like oh well it would fit well here too because I I love women's wrestling because that's kind of what I grew up on like the divas matches yeah. like not the brawn panties like those stupid matches that they had but like when they actually had like matches where the women were doing moonsaults and then when finally when it was a uh, uh, Sasha versus Charlotte in the steel cage like that was kind of the main turning point for me for women's wrestling like no, these aren't divas anymore. They are superstars, and yeah. they have that star power. So I can't, I can't, I have to give them the credit they're due. Who? Let's just get into this real quick before we leave this division. Who would you say was your favorite divas era female wrestler? Uh, we already talked about it. Trish Stratus was my number Trish, one. Okay, Trish, AJ, and Lita was two. I'm AJ Lee, one hundred percent. Okay, I, I can see that. I, I loved AJ, but I just. Her whole charisma and gimmick never really connected with me. Oh, um, it draw me to like Trish was like Trish was the bombshell that you're like, oh, she can't like the Tori Wilson, but Trish could actually do moves. The stratosphere was devastating in a sense. And then like she had main, and maybe it was the fact that Trish had main storylines. She yeah. was with Vince and she was doing all those main with Austin sometimes and on the ends of the show. So it's like it, she popped more. Um, and then Lita with the moonsault and the Hardy Boys, like she was hardcore in my. She was like the hard, first hardcore woman. And yeah, then, for sure. or I, I can't, I can't even say that because now I'm thinking of like the real hardcore women. I can't give them more credit than Jazz or Ivory. Yeah, well, I mean, if you really want to go into hardcore women, Luna Vachon. Luna Vachon was, but that's not Diva there. But yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm actually kicking myself right now. Um, I, and uh, I hate this, but. I should have gave it where credit was due. China. China yeah. was literally the best women's wrestler before women's wrestling actually existed. I'll give you that. 100%. The reason I love AJ Lee, though, was because you said main storyline, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, the stuff she had going on with that, the whole Sheamus yep. storyline, and then that pipe bomb. Like, everybody talks about CM Punk's pipe bomb. Her version, when she went off on the Total Divas cast, is one of my favorite favorite and i don't know if you know this interview offhand but that was one of no, my favorite not. interviews i remember hearing it but i don't oh, i don't man. remember like yeah what, what what was your favorite thing about it like why did it pop so much? because it was like one of those behind the scenes like this is at the point in time where wwe started breaking down the fourth wall because they had the reality shows and everything and she was saying she got to where she was because she earned her spot not because she sucked up to the right people, and it was because <laughs> Nikki was with John and Brie was with, mm -hmm. with uh, Dana Bryan at the Bryan. time. Yeah, so it was like she shot on them and that they were just a bunch of plastic, like fake whatever is, and that AJ actually built the division. It was so good because it was like it was a work shoot 
So it's like there's a lot of elements in there that are behind the scenes, especially if you watch Total Divas, which I did. <laughs> that you like got it, you know. But uh, yeah. we can on from here because we we can have a whole conversation about that. I was just curious about your favorite women's wrestlers because we had such a great conversation about it. Um, what would you think? Just to of, note, though, just to note before we leave that, none of us mentioned the Bellas besides the fact that she they got shot. They off, got wrecked so. on. Yeah, uh, the Bellas, my wife's favorite wrestlers. Uh, so Sonya Deville, they like she likes now, but it's all because of the reality shows. All of those oh, okay. reality shows. Those are actually one of the Funko Pops I own. Is the Bellas Funko Pops? Um, so a name that has been absent, probably one of the biggest star power names uh, in AEW that's not Jericho or Moxley, uh, mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. Well, Cody. But, Cody, you know, Cody. Yeah, I can't call him that. Cody. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw one out there for you. Okay. Keith Lee. Limitless. Sick. For the TNT slash NXT title. Put them both on the line. That would actually Winner take sick. all. It would be I. It would give that element that we got with Keith Lee and Adam Cole, but at a much more uh, real realistic level, like how we were talking about earlier in another podcast. How when Adam Cole does moves on Keith Lee, sometimes it's not fully believable just because the size difference. Cody makes up for that, and Cody has that technical ability where it doesn't have to be like high flying moves, but it's semi high flying and it's still powerful, and it makes it more realistic hit on Keith Lee. And so I would love to see those two interact because Keith Lee works really well with people smaller than him. You give him someone just slightly bigger, slightly more talent or more star power. I would love to see those two connect. I would actually really enjoy that. That was another one of my options for Brian Cage uh, would be Keith Lee. But actually my pick that I went with with Keith Lee was Jake Hager. I feel like Jake Hager would be a sick man. I do have Jake Hager on my list. But he's going to be in the same realm where he just came out of. It's not going to be Brock Lesnar. It's Bobby Lashley. Oh, from Bellator, Lashley. Yeah. yeah, like bring them both in and put them in like what Moxley and him had, where it's like a street fight. Like make it like you can even put gloves on them. Let them actually like throw a few blows to each other because they can actually take it and then just see what they're able to work with each other. I think that would be a fantastic match. This is this is going to be such a lame thing, but like. Hager versus Lashley is like mild sauce. That's how I think mild of it. Because, sauce. because both of them are athletically talented, but neither of them I've really been a huge fan of for their own. Like normally, like MVP has okay, got okay. Lashley over for me. I'm gonna let me go. gets Hager I'm, over. Let for me pull it out. Let me pull it out a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little wrinkle to it. Jake Hager and Jericho versus Lashley and MVP. I would mark for that much more because I feel it would be more entertaining. There'd be more uh, dynamic. That. Yeah. Because that was the one thing, the charisma of, of Hager and Lashley, they're not the best. But you yeah. put Jericho and MVP in there, now you have too much charisma. You have to tone it down. Yeah, I can feel that. Now let's flip it. Jericho and MVP versus Lashley and Hager. Let's go. Well, what I was going <laughs> to say is I would even rather have uh, Hager and uh, Guevara versus MVP and Lashley with Jericho on commentary. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'll take Jericho on commentary. No, Jer- put Jericho in the match and then put him on commentary yeah. halfway through when he's not in the match. <laughs> exactly. I would love to see Jericho. Wait, I got to go tag in. Hang yeah. on, you idiot. <laughs> um. Okay, so my pick for Cody, because I didn't get into this, would yeah. be I-, I had two people in mind for this opponent and i went with cody handicap well no 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 i'm saying like (laughs) 
is AJ Styles. I feel like Cody. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. To watch. Did they? Were they not in WWE at the same time? No. Oh wow. Okay. I don't believe, yeah, I don't believe so. I believe Cody was already gone, or at least not at the same star power. Because I know AJ's well, come and gone a few times. Well, because Cody, when he went to New Japan, because AJ came from New Japan, Cody w- wasn't there at the same time, right? They weren't Bullet Club at the same time. No, no, no. They yeah, yeah. they weren't Bullet Club. No. And so yeah, that would be that would be a good match. I would love to see those two styles clash. Not. AJ, yeah, but you know what I did there. I feel that. Um, but I do feel like they'd be really good. The other one that I had for AJ Styles coming to the other side of it, Kenny Omega. That would be another good one. Kenny Omega, though, I feel like can take on anybody on any roster, and it would still be at least a four-star match. Yeah. And so that one's kind of like a, a foolproof plan. Exactly. I just, it's the idea of the bullet clip thing and then AEW, WWE, like it's all kind of like a full, full circle type of thing. Um, and going along with that, I would going back with Omega, I would love to see a reunion match, put him and Balor together. Well, what I was thinking is Omega Cody versus Styles Balor. Yep. I can see that too. Yeah. I would say like those, that would be another match too. I would love to see just like former bullet club members. Some of them were there, some weren't. Let them see you go at it like that. I love Finn Balor. I wish he would bring back that Demon King gimmick because it was one of the hottest things, but I get it. That makeup takes a long time. Um, MJF. Ooh, we got to get a good face for that because you can't put him against any heel and have it work. Um, MJ, ooh, MJF versus – who do you have for that one? I got to think about MJF for a second. I didn't, I didn't actually have it in my initial one. Bro, dude, that's so genius, dude. MJF versus Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's like the most lovable face. Like he's such a face character to go up against MJF, dude. I can see that. I was thinking, maybe off the top of my head right now, Alistair Black. Yeah, maybe. But even then, like, it would be more of like what we saw with Velveteen Dream. I feel on Alistair, except not as flamboyant. It's more of just like a hard pace. Like no. And then Alistair Black just like beating, beating, beating him down. Mm-hmm. And but I do like that bro pick. I feel like it, it's it's kind of an off left field type of pick. Yeah, uh, but it just seems to work. Like when I put it and together, both like, so young. Yeah, exactly. Um, now this would be what I would have to see as the main event. Uh, personally, I would like to see Jericho up against Bray. Bray, Bray Wyatt or the Fiend Bray Wyatt? The Fiend. I would almost like – I enjoy the many faces of Bray Wyatt gimmick that they're going mm-hmm. with right now, and I almost like a transformation. Like Mankind kind of used to do this too where he would go into the match and then he would kind of lose it throughout the match and then become like that crazed character. I would like the yeah. idea that Bray always went into the match as a calm like character and just turned into the Fiend, kind of like how they did at Extreme Rules. I would love to see Jericho versus the Monday Night Messiah right now. Especially if Jer- with their both kind of heel gimmicks, but them working them, like trying to be over more heel than the other, that would be a good combination that one of them would – because they both still get over, but in a, that heel sort of way, we're like, oh, they're heels, but I like them still. And so that would be like a, a, an interesting pull back and forth, like a tug of war between mm-hmm. those two competitors. So one of the greatest assets that AEW has, and I mentioned him earlier, I put him in a tag match, but of course I think we should have him in singles competition if it is a pay-per-view. Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. So this 
this was a struggle for me because Orange Cassidy in AEW is almost a main event star, the way they put him with Chris Jericho, the way they feature him every week. But he's really not a main event star. You know, he's very popular. He's very over. He's like an R-Truth level character where he can be plugged in at any point and get the pop. He's super over with the fans, but not necessarily a huge, like, believable world champion. Um, okay. But I feel like Orange Cassidy, R-Truth is a little – too on the nose. I almost... oh, the thing is, our truth too is to kind of he grown into that gimmick with age. Yeah. Uh, Cassidy is just now like I know that our truth a little bit older, and Cassidy is not old, but he's like in his thirties now. But like he's yeah. kind of grown that gimmick, so I don't feel like that would be a fair comparison to put those two together right now. Um, for Orange Cassidy, I'm gonna have to go with Johnny Gargano. Oh, that's not what I feel, Johnny Gargano. I got. I like that. I like that. I like that. Just because I Johnny's had another such a good Johnny, seller. Like okay, yeah. I like that. Who'd you have for Orange Cassidy? Did you have someone else? Otis. Otis versus Cassidy. That would be I, a good that. I feel like it one. would be a comedy match, but also as Orange Cassidy started getting more into the match, Otis wouldn't be able to get a hold of him or like they could kind of bumble around. Cause it's like big dude versus little dude, you know, but they're both kind of like jokey about it. It wouldn't be too Seeing serious. Otis take the ghost kicks. would be yeah. great. I think it'd be hilarious. And I think it would just be the most entertaining match of the night. I think it yeah. would be the, the one that people were talking about on Monday. Yeah, that, that's a good one too. Um, I I didn't even think I kind of forgot about Otis because they hadn't written him off TV for a while. Exactly. Um, but I think I think that'd be a really good one. Orange Cassidy, I feel like, is one of those ones you could plug in with a lot of people if they would be believable in a comedy match. Because not everybody's because I could even see an Orange Cassidy versus Rollins, like kind of how they did against Pac, where Pac just gets yeah. upset like over time and Rollins is like, oh, I'm not playing this game, you know, or whatever. And then Orange Cassidy gets crazy. He tries to sh Yeah, I can see that too. Uh, Seth Rollins is another one of those guys that can work with almost anyone. Exactly. Uh, now, when you were talking about Johnny Gargano, I thought more of like a hangman Adam Page. Ooh, that's a good one too. I feel hangman like that or even not Gargano, but Tommaso. Yeah. Well, who? Okay. So, what about Omega Page versus DIY? Yep. Take it. Let's put it this right. Let's mark it <laughs> as like the first match because that's the one thing I want to see coming out the gate right now. What's what I want to get into as we're wrapping up the podcast here is what would we put in the pre show? These, there's three categories. What would we put in the pre show? What would we put in the opener? And what would be the main event? Ooh. All right. Uh, so I already said the first one. So would opener, that be opener, I, or would that would that be pre-show or opener? The tag team with DIY and Omega Page, that's my opener match. Okay. Hangman and Adam, they've opened, or Hangman and Adam, Hangman and Omega have opened almost, I think almost every pay-per-view this year as tag team champions. But it gives that good vibe of, okay, I have the best in WWE, or best in AEW, which is Kenny Omega. Mm -hmm. You get to see him up front. You get to see all his charisma and all his, um, move set that he's able to do. Hangman has that also like moxie that he has, where it's just you don't really know what he's doing, but like he's got that power to him. And then you got DIY, which is technically sound almost every time they're together. I feel that I like that. Um, my opener was going to be Cody AJ because I feel like sometimes you open it with the like this iconic match or a main event level match yeah. that could main event any other pay-per-view, but because this is such an iconic one, you want to start it off with a great match. I feel like Cody, AJ, or even that tag team match that we 
we had talked about a, uh, a Cody, uh, what was it? Cody Omega versus Balor Styles. Balor Styles, yeah, that'd be that, a good one too. That would blow the walls off of the whole thing. Um, this is awesome chance five seconds in. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? 100%. What, uh, what do you think uh, would make the pre-show out of what we talked about? The pre-show, we didn't really talk about it. But what I would kind of say, because um, I feel like we didn't say any pre-show matches. Because everything we were saying was kind of like a high caliber match. But if we were to do a pre-show, and it's only because WWE has been doing it to them the whole time. I'm going to put like Apollo Crews versus someone on AEW side. I just had the name on the tip of my tongue and I can't remember. It. Matt Hardy. Apollo okay. Crews and Matt Hardy. Put them on the pre-show. Give them that time to... Maybe a 15, 20-minute match that Matt Hardy can use up the broken gimmick for a little bit, and then Apollo Crews can show off some big skills, gets people interested and popping off, and then we can get into the big pay-per-view. Damian Priest, Luchasaurus. <gasps> oh, man. I forgot we left off Luchasaurus so much. The whole Jungle Express. But we yeah, didn't leave I didn't love that match. I just feel like that'd be a good match, but it's not got the star power that a lot of the rest of the card has. And I feel like it would be a really cool match to see. And it's definitely a pre-show match for this type of pay-per-view. Yeah, and Damian Priest is making some strides right now. So I, I would love to see. They're both big guys. And to be like a, when we saw Dijakovic and Keith Lee, it'd be something like a big powerhouse show. So I'd love to see that. 65 what? million old. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, you learn a lot in that amount of time. Um, what would you put as the main How event? many doctors does he have? I'm just kidding. What would you say? I said, what would you uh, what would you put as your main event? Now, these don't have to be matches that we've already named. It could be something that you've come across the whole time of all this that we've done, because mine is something different than we've talked about. It's something different. All right, you go first on that one, because I want to hear your difference. I believe that I already this, said mine. Well, I believe with this type of pay-per-view, I would love to have like a traditional Survivor Series style. 5v5 or 4v4 elimination mm. elimination match. Um, most likely, it would end up being uh, the inner circle versus some formulation of superstars from WWE. Um, but I think it would definitely have to be a Survivor Series match without knowing Kind of like the stadium it. stampede? Yeah, very similar to that, except elimination. I want it to be yeah. like, yeah. Okay, I can easily see that. The inner circle is killing it. What would you put them against Undisputed Era, or do you want to like put it more star power? I think it would be a mix and match from, from people that are all over the card. I would love to see Keith Lee in that match. Um, I would love to see Seth Rollins in that match. I feel like Inner Circle would be the stable pick. WWE would be more of like one of their generalized like team WWE. Okay, I can see that. If I'm going for the main event, though, I've already said it. Mox versus Lesnar. Like, you can't write about that. Mox, we've been trained as an MMA fighter. We saw him almost break Brian Cage's arm, putting him against Lesnar. And, like, even if it is a 15-minute match, it's going to be the most chaotic 15 minutes we're going to watch all night. I think it'd be and great. And Mox might go through four tables. <laughs> I think it'd be a great match, honestly. When, as soon as you said that, I thought back to the time when they were feuding and they had that little moment there where I thought we were going to get the real, like, crazed loose cannon brian pillman-esque dean ambrose versus brock and it just didn't turn out the way i wanted it i felt like it could have been way more out there um and that would be a great match now it definitely would because the reason it, I, that match brings to my mind is just because i listened to moxley's interview with uh i believe it was wade keller when he broke down the whole lesnar buildup where he told lesnar like i want you to 
throw me through this glass pane. I want to do this. I want to do that. And but Lesnar just wasn't in it mentally. So if I would to make that match, it'd have to be like 24 through 30 year old Brock Lesnar. I wouldn't yeah. want to do Lesnar now because Lesnar now is just, I feel like he has no care. Own it he just has that power. I feel what you're saying. Now, here, here's kind of a little bit of an off-the-wall question, but then we'll end it with this. Who would commentate this pay-per-view? Ooh, ooh. You got to put Jericho on commentary. And uh, commentate. Are you going to put Michael Cole on there or Corey Graves? Yeah, Corey, you got Michael. You got uh, Shivani. You got Jim Ross. You got... Uh, Morello, uh, what, uh, Mar- Mar- NXT. Mar- yeah, Maronello. Like, I like Maronello a lot, but I, you definitely have to have Jericho on there. Uh, JR, I wouldn't put on this panel necessarily because JR is very particular who you can work him with. And I do like Excalibur, though, too. I would love to see Excalibur do a few matches. So, would you do a three man booth? Oh, uh, no, I do three man booth. Okay. I might be disappeared for a second, but one second here. Okay. Um, that's fine. I'll go ahead. So with mine, I would be a little bit torn here. I I would kind of like to do how they used to do back in the old school shows where they would do like a first hour, second hour type thing. One team I would like to see Jericho and Joe. Oh, that's a good one. I feel like that'd be good. And the other one, a reunited Taz and Michael Cole. I was gonna say I have to put Taz in there, but does he has he done a lot? I, I know he's done a few panels, but is he on the uh, panel for AEW a lot nowadays? Well, it was just because they they did SmackDown. Cole yeah, and of Taz. Course. I love Taz. So it was like I just feel like that chance to reunite them on commentary would be amazing. And if there's a third hour, I mean, then we can go maybe Graves Jr. Or whatever. I don't care as much about that, but I feel like Jericho Joe would be great. I feel like that Taz is a good Cole take, yeah. would be great. And uh, with that, that's just kind of a fun thing to end the show because there is so many great commentators between the uh, the two shows uh, or the two brands, companies, whatever you want to say, that I felt like that matters. Comment- commentators it, it, matter. It does because it draws you in. And one thing that I love about what AEW has been commentating on a lot during their matches is if someone botches it or someone there's like a little slip of it, they make their reference, especially JR is great. At, oh, he didn't get all of it. Yeah. That in my mind was like, oh, yeah, I saw him mess up. Everyone saw him mess up. And so, like, you play with it. It's just not like you act like it hit the full thing. And yeah. so, like, that's just one thing that they pick up on the small details that make it work. I love that. And I just want to point out, we did this whole pay-per-view card without mentioning Roman Reigns. I think yeah. we got to give a too sweet for that one. Well, we're this way. Bam. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, and there's a lot of great stars we left out, maybe some of your favorites, but that's where you let us know in the comments section down below uh, what you thought of our picks. What would your dream matches be? Did we forget somebody? Uh, you know, what, what would you like us to, to do in the future? Uh, would you like to see a part two of this? Or maybe would you like to see us to do a historical version of this with WWF, ECW, anything? Sky's the limit. It's our podcast. Legends nowadays, even. I would love to do the dream casting. I actually have some uh, some great ideas for that. So we'll get into that a bit mm-hmm. later. But I have been Heel Hugs. And I am the Macho Fan, Sandy Ravage. And I'm feeling way too damn good. Hugs, how you feeling? I'm feeling way too damn good. Ooh, that's why we are the Keepers, keepers of the, the KP. And what is our tagline? Uh, We keep it real. With what, I don't whether know. it's real or fake. <laughs> We always keep we the K-fabe. We always K-fabe. keep the K-fabe. Keep That's the real K-fabe.
We'll be back later. We love you guys. Bye. Peace out.